Hello, this is B Sounds of Mentionables.org here, and I have a cookie in my hand, so give me one second. Mmm, so good. Mmm, yeah. Mm. Excuse me. Oatmeal raisin cookie. Usually I don't even like them, but this is the good stuff. Now, compare that sound to someone enjoying themselves in a sexual manner. One might even make a similar sound to that. Is one inherently better or worse than the other to hear or to know and talk about? No. No, but we have made it as such. For a very long time, there has been a fear of sexuality. And that fear isn't entirely unwarranted. Just like eating a ton of cookies all the time can potentially lead to negative outcomes, sexual experiences can lead to negative outcomes as well, of course. But that's not a reason to avoid making conversation as well as educating about it. The more we keep going with this avoidance of communicating, the more we continue to do a disservice to people. We end up teaching people that what's good and what's healthy is to run away from such a huge part of ourselves. And that really is what can lead to trouble. For instance, using abstinence-only education that has been proven Uh, recently there's been talk of that to not work so well, you know, that doesn't work so well as you can probably imagine because people educating in that way are avoiding a lot of what sexuality is. It's not just the negative consequences. So I'll give an example from my life. I remember being 14 or 15, talking to a close relative of mine, and I had known from previous conversations, although brief ones, that they hadn't had sex until they got married. And I was, you know, wondering about that and about what they did together while they were dating and while they were engaged. And I asked, you know, point blank, like I was open about asking this, if they weren't having sex, then what did they do? Just oral? And even though I was the one who brought it up, they dismissed my question, marking it as inappropriate by responding with, maybe I'll tell you in a couple years. It is so ingrained in most people to avoid these types of conversations, but it's something we're taught. It's something we're taught, which means we can unlearn it, right? Or learn and view it in a different way. I love to use food as an example for talking about the fear of sexuality because both food and sexuality are everyday occurrences for the most part. Unfortunately, not everyone has access to enough food and water, but eating food is normalized as something humans do, as a need, as an undeniable part of our lives. But so is sexuality. Whether someone is noticing an attractive person across the street, fantasizing, masturbating, giving birth, or going to an anonymous sex party, sexuality is a multi-leveled experience that occurs every day. So why can't we talk about it like we talk about food? 
say your mom calls you on a Sunday evening and asks you how your date went the night before, you are much more likely to tell her what restaurant you went to than tell her anything about anything sexual that might have happened. Why do we leave out the parts that relate to sexuality? I guess I'm curious about when did it all become too uncomfortable to talk about? I think this and related questions and topics are really important to ask ourselves and, you know, to ask people who we are already comfortable talking to about sexuality. You know, we can bring these topics up and maybe we can help solve these issues together because, like I said before, just it doesn't do any good to avoid these things. So I want to thank you for listening and let me know what you think about this topic. And if you want to check out other topics I have written and spoken about, you can check out my website blog at mentionables.org. And again, my name is B Sounds and I hope I striked up a fire, a little fire in your brain there about sexuality and, you know, how can we change what we have been taught in order to create a better future for us and the next generation.